Hello and welcome to episode three of season three of the Connect Two podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey Jeff, how are you? Still here, my friend. Still here, despite what Facebook tells you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll give you a bit of an update after. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, welcome to the connect Two podcast where we talk about current events as well as things that we're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So that may or may not be too current. That's right. Spoiler um, alert. We're interested in a lot of things. Yes. Almost like we're distracted. Everything that our wives are, but that's okay. That's right. One of these days they'll actually listen to us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't at home. Why would they hear? That's right. Exactly. Uh, my wife says, I listen to you all the time. Why would I want to listen to you on a podcast? Exactly. I'd rather listen to somebody else. And we have coffee today and our coffee as usual. We always have coffee. Yeah, we do. Today has got an unusual tasting note. Starfruit cannelloni. Cannelloni. Cannoli? Cannoli. Cannoli. Cannelloni <laughs> is the Yeah, I'm like. Cannoli and graham crackers. Choice. Oh, wow. And we get it from Bose, which is their controversial uh, roaster out of Vancouver, Victoria. Mm. That uh, got us a whole bunch of comments, but not right. as many comments as we got because of last week's episode. You were saying. We got a ton. Of because comments. of the Facebook business. Yes. Apparently, okay. when you tell people that your Facebook or Discord has been hacked, um, they... Um, they uh, try they, to scam you. They swarm all. <laughs> they swarm all I'll over. I'll fix you. it for you. Just send me your passcode and yeah, send me your login. I'll need you. Your... Don't, do you understand <laughs> that Jeff cannot actually check Facebook yeah. because the... he's yeah. locked out of Facebook? Send me your login information to your PayPal account. We'll take anyway, care of everything uh, for you. And this particular right. roaster, uh, last time we did it. Uh, created some controversy because of some hiring practices that it has, which has got nothing right. to do with how good their coffee tastes. But apparently that doesn't really matter to people that don't that look at our Facebook, but don't really listen to our podcast. This is true. So in today's um, world, a lot of things don't matter to certain people anymore. Right. So, so this is from Bose coffee roasters out of Victoria. It's mm. called Florian Padella and it is out of Peru. It is a mm. washed process. And again, with tasting notes of star fruit, cannoli, and graham cracker. Not to be confused with cannelloni, the pathway. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah. Let's assume that you're in Peru and you're drinking this, this particular coffee and you don't have, they don't have graham crackers. What would you say it tasted like then? <laughs> right? What would they think it tastes like? <laughs> Some sort of biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes I, a bit like the Eucharist. <laughs> I don't think they put sugar on Eucharist. Hey, there's some the, the Catholic Church should consider. Flavored Eucharist chips to get the people in. Coffee flavored or wine flavored? Ah, could be anything. Vanilla. French the, vanilla. Mango. Mango's really popular as an ice cream. <laughs> mango hey, Now serving mango flavored Eucharist. You're going to burn in hell. Uh, why? I think Jesus probably had a pretty good sense of humor. Don't you think? I do think. Uh, dad jokes. You got any dad jokes? Uh, yeah, I have one. It's oh. a Western dad joke because mm -hmm. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, which I love. Okay, so picture uh, it's the Old West, uh -huh. okay? And uh, there is, of course, a saloon, 
bustling with activity. All of a sudden, the uh, the revolving doors open up, and this uh, old guy comes into the saloon. Right, the piano player stops playing. Everybody quietly they turn. The guy scans the room, and he goes, "Which one of you son of bitches painted my horse's testicles yellow?" a couple seconds of silence and suddenly this guy from the bar stands up and he's like six eight his face is all scarred he's got you know bandolier he's got big knife obviously well used guns right he stands up and in a deep gravelly voice he goes i did you want to make something of it guy takes a look the old guy goes just let you know he's ready for another coat <laughs> Uh, what's your secret of staying down to earth? Staying down to earth. <laughs> Gravity? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what do you call an Indian electrician? <laughs> oh, God. I have no idea. An electrician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. There you go. <laughs> that's it for me. That's it for you. That's it. That's Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, what did you learn this week? I learned, you know, I'm glad you asked that because uh, I learned a couple of things. One is a science thing and one is maybe more of a societal thing. So okay. let's start with the societal thing. I learned that from just observation that if you produce an intelligent, well thought out movie and you stick to your vision, yep. people will go and see it. Okay. Don't try to pander and and create it like, you know, like, like a, you don't let the marketing people decide what should be in the movie. Yeah. Because, you know, we've had obviously two massive successful movies come out this week that are not Marvel movies or superhero movies. And uh, so a lot of people have been discussing, you know, like Oppenheimer's what, three hours? It's it's a movie about, you know, it's historical, which usually doesn't do all that well because a lot of people are like, Although it is a Christopher Nolan. Boring. But apparently it's it's doing well. And then the Barbie movie. Like, who would have thought? Well, did you see the video that, for Barbenheimer? It's beaten the hell out of Mission Impossible. Yeah, but have which, you seen the Bar yes. Barbenheimer? Yeah, people are seeing them same day. Right? Well, and people, Mission Impossible is supposedly funny. a really good film. Right. I haven't seen any of those. No, neither have I. We're going to go see Barbie uh, while we're on vacation next week. The boys are into it. I think it's because of Margot Robbie. Um, but uh, Paulette, my wife, is like, who wants to see the Barbie movie? And I was like, absolutely. I've heard it's really, really good. So Yeah, I'm uh, intrigued despite yeah, all the pink. Yeah. Did you see that? That uh, The marketing for this is amazing. So in Dubai, by, by that tallest building in the world, was it the Khalid? Uh, uh, Khali uh, something uh, Khalif? Khalif. Yeah, anyways, anyway. uh, they have, and we're so far behind technologically, they have one of these 3D uh, advertising things. It's this massive, it's a 50-foot tall Barbie in, in her box. And I don't know how this technology works. I, I got to find out because it's fascinating. And all of a sudden, she comes to life and she she busts through the front panel of the box and she stands, like she walks out of the box and stands there and, and she's dressed in the in the, like the first generation 50s Barbie bathing suit. Apparently this is 
scaring the hell out of people. Well, how big is this? Like it's fifty feet tall. Oh wow! It is this massive. I don't know how they do it. It's like a, a it looks like a solid three dimensional object. It's it's some holographic technology. Well, I, I've Cause seen because my kids were saying in Japan they've been doing in Japan them on, they've been doing them on well, like well this dinos, one is, a, is massively big, right? Okay. Uh, uh, so they are going all out on marketing this movie, and uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Interesting. The other thing I learned, and this is this is perhaps horrifying, is uh, you may have heard that the sun. It takes eight minutes for the the light of the sun to reach Earth, right? Yeah. And so people play these game, you know, these mind experiments. What happened if the sun, you know, like went out, right? Eight minutes later, we would find out because everything would go dark. That's right. Well, they were talking about gravitational waves. So gravitational waves travel at the speed of light. Right. So the other thing is if the sun suddenly like disappeared, not not went out, but if it just disappeared why it would do that i don't know but if it did right not only 8 minutes later would the we'd have no light but the earth would be hurled into space At a, along with every other planet well uh, it would take longer as the planets move further out right but eventually as soon as that gravitational wave 8 minutes right yeah. we would just spin off into deep we'd, space we'd, yeah that's right <laughs> So, so losing the light would be the least of our worries, I think. Nice. Because <laughs> presumably we'd start to feel, I don't know if we'd feel the acceleration. Um, no, no, I don't, I don't think we would notice that. No, because the gravity of Earth would still. We'd notice turned out the light. Yeah. And we'd still yeah. be spinning. Right. On right? our axis. We just wouldn't be spinning yeah. around the, the sun. Right. <laughs> it would get pretty chilly. So I learned four- all of a sudden we'd be happy for those fossil fuels, I guess. <laughs> we'd be like, okay, we're going back to fossil fuels. Yeah. See how, if we can power enough to feed ourselves. <laughs> um, I learned four things. Four things. Four things. Are they are they related? Or are they just no, they're totally random. random things. Random things. Okay, here we go. So in uh, the United States, there is a place that was petitioned to become the 51st state called the state of Jefferson. Really? Have you ever heard of this? I've never heard of this. No, and it's the least populated part of the U.S. Jefferson. Yeah, and where do you think this might be located? I have no idea. So, it is located on the West Coast, south of Portland and north of, like, Sacramento. So, it's... Really? Yeah. So, it basically... Um, so, basically, what, what it is, is there is a section of land that for a variety of historical reasons is very underpopulated. Interesting. Like I think Eugene, Oregon is there. Okay. And there's a couple of other places, but they're all relatively small. Okay. And so it's like the lower portion of Oregon and the very top portion of California. Basically it's very mountainous, very forested. The coast is super rugged and there is no, um, there's no harbors, no natural harbors. So there's no reason why in the past anybody would go there. Okay. So nobody settled there. Right. But because, um, because, they, because it's so rural, they, they wanted it to become its own state. Yeah. Um, but I think they had to, to, to convince Oregon and California to let them to let it go and they didn't (laughs) you know what the state song of uh Jefferson would be if they were becoming state (laughs) he's moving on up (laughs) to the top (laughs) 
Nice. We finally got our piece of the pie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another thing I learned is that in, in Las Vegas, and I'm going to see this firsthand in about a month and a half. Oh, yeah. Is there's this new thing called the Sphere. Okay. Have you heard about this? No. It is basically a giant sphere. Okay. That, Surprising. Uh, that uh, uh, is covered with LEDs and panels. So they yeah. actually can project stuff. Onto so, the sphere. Yeah. So like uh, wow. they had a basketball for a while. So like. Oh, onto the outside of the sphere. On the, the outside sphere. Oh, Okay. Not the inside. Sphere. Like yeah. you'd be watching it. So, and they do all kinds of cool stuff. Okay. To the outside. Wow. So it's uh anyway so there you go. that'd be interesting so how long is that going to keep you entertained you think i don't know it depends yeah. what they do with the outside turn into a giant boob maybe <laughs> i'll keep you entertained um can make it a content another who's, thing who's boob this be another mm. thing that is kind of you know how apple it pretty works really hard to lock down uh payments through the regular so we have uh, like through Apple Pay and that kind of thing. Well, so when you when you buy an app, you know, for especially for subscription things. Yes. Um. So there's kind of like a straightforward way to do it. Now, when you have a child or like a you know, if you have like a parent account or a family. Yeah, account, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so when Alex. My son wants to buy something. He has to ask us. So there's this Apple ask for permission thing. Right. There's this scam where you can have a subscription that okay. a kid asks the parent for. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you say, okay. And then you can't find the subscription to cancel it again. Like it's really, really hard. We've I've encountered this with a couple of things. Uh, one in particular was like Crunchyroll. Have you ever heard of Crunchyroll? It's an anime it's thing. Sort of, yeah, it's an anime. Yeah, I have thing. heard of it, yeah. Isn't so, it like a streaming service for anime? It's a streaming service from anime, but it doesn't show up as my subscription. It's Alex's subscription. And then Alex uh, can't cancel it because, well, he didn't have access to be able to cancel it because we don't want him buying stuff on our credit cards. Right. Because our credit cards are... Holy the, So there's these this in-between spot where people can fall into where you have a subscription it's pulling money but you can't find a way to cancel it right you could cancel that card so and and we had this well yeah but we had this uh thing he wanted it looked legit it was like an ai photography editor thing uh-huh and uh it said okay you have three day free trial and <laughs> then and then it and then it's a 50 dollar a, a year subscription right okay uh, if you want to cancel it, you have to cancel it at least 24 hours before the subscription starts. So that means you have a two-day free. Right. You don't have a, a three-day. You and have if, a two-day. And day. if you don't cancel it? And if it, you don't, it just automatically charges. But Forever. And we were tr trying to figure out how the, f how the frick do you cancel right. this? And it took us probably the better part of a day and researching it to try and figure out how to actually cancel uh, that stuff makes me crazy so it's uh yeah. so i'm all in favor of apple even being a harder line in terms of absolutely how subscriptions yeah. work because this is the, the these people with you know want to skirt and find ways yep. around it they it's it's not good um, now there's a service out of the states probably more than one 
Uh, we don't have it here in Canada that I think is brilliant. I can't remember the name now, and they're not a sponsor, but but basically they allow you to to create a um, phantom credit cards. Oh yeah, right. So what you can do is you can create depending on how, if you subscribe, you can create more cards. But basically, what it allows you to do is create a phantom credit card that connects to your real credit card, but the number and all that is just like a randomized thing. So you can use it to, let's say, for instance, sign up for that, right? And then if you don't like it, you just cancel that fake credit card. You can even set it where it has like a 24 or 36 hour ex- ex- like expiry built in. Yeah, yeah. So the vendor, the guy's trying to scam you, they can't tell that it's not a real credit card. So it okay. goes through, everything is great. And then when it comes time to actually charge, then it doesn't work because you've either killed it yourself or you've set a timer. So the whole idea is that it's the perfect tool for online purchases for these subscriptions, because you don't have to dance with the devil when you're tired of it. You just kill that avatar card and it doesn't work anymore. And so you don't have to go and cancel your actual credit card, but I've looked into it because I thought this is brilliant. But as far as I know, there's no Canadian company that does that yet. And the American company does, doesn't um, take on Canadian or non U S customers. But I'm like, this is a brilliant idea. So, (laughs) you know, so always going to be someone coming up with a solution as people keep coming up with problems. I hope anyways. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was, um, it's been super interesting dealing with, um, well, dealing with just, just because I'm, I'm on a volunteer board and we, you know, have certain, so there's certain things that people as an individual that you would get, which is like a Gmail account or a right. website and all of these things want to be subscription based. They want you to pay monthly. Of course. Or yearly based on a credit card. Yeah. And when you're an organization, you may not want a credit card. You don't want somebody. To... That's right. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's been. It's... Painful. <laughs> What's the fourth thing you learned? And I'll give you my Facebook update. First, fourth thing I learned was that Facebook. Okay. You mentioned Timely. Facebook hacks. Uh, it attracts people out of the woodwork. Yes. To try and this. comment about. Um, about your uh, about your Facebook, like like yeah. they're so saying, people must I, be, I can save you from your Facebook. Like so it's, people must be monitoring keywords well, in so, in podcasts. Well, because we got more yeah. comments. Wow, maybe the than, title ha- did it for us. Oh no, right? It's not the podcast. It's the it's the um, it's the uh, the page it's the facebook page. oh okay oh, so that we have sense. a facebook page for um for the connect Two podcast where every week i post um things that we've uh talked about so of course i talk so we've got all of these comments um like there's a lot of comments. When exactly were you hacked? Your account can be recovered now. I can help you deactivate the hacker off your account immediately with the help of your cooperation. 
Can't speak English. <laughs> Connect two podcasts. I was also the victim of a hacked account. I got hacked yesterday. I contacted Facebook support and filed appeals. I was asked to verify my face with a selfie video and file, which I did, but keep getting errors. I was so frustrated. I alluded to this cybersecurity firm by a colleague of mine who was an ex-worker at Meta, CyberForce Point. They are partners uh, with Meta and all kinds of recoveries should reach out to them for help. Yeah, and yeah. Try yeah. reaching out to Sam Cyber Three on Instagram ASAP before your account or identity is used for fraudulent activities. Ooh. Inbox me for help. My account has been hijacked a few days ago, and my email password was changed. I wrote to support. And yes, update loaded my like, and it goes on. Wow. And on. in a way, I'm actually glad I don't have access to Facebook anymore. I just to deal with all this shit. Soft cyber spy on Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah, I reported yeah. to support, blah, but blah, no reply, blah, blah, blah. nor any help. Recommended me to real to key. Well, so, I'd say maybe ten percent of those people are are honest, concerned, trying to help. Um, but anyhow, listen. Here's the update. But so there were two. So one we talked about okay. Facebook, yeah. and then the other one I talked about my son's account getting hacked on discord oh so you got a bunch of those i got a whole bunch of those (laughs) so and clearly they didn't listen to podcasts because i told them it was resolved yeah but uh yeah no 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 i can help with that exactly um so been about a week more than a week now and so yesterday yesterday or the day before no it was yesterday i finally thought okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take the advice of of one of the IT guys that I know. And he was basically like, you know what? Just like start a new Facebook account, right? Because yeah, this is like a, an unsolvable problem <laughs> really. Once you get into this loop, um, I said, okay, so I started a new Facebook, you know, with my, instead of Jeffrey, I just used Jeff and all the date of birth, all the same stuff. Okay. Um, connected to one friend that we had in, cause it, it went and found my old account and said, you know, do you want a friend? This Jeffrey Cullen, like, yes, I do, right? Although the friend request will go to this Russian guy. So whether he'll accept it or not, who knows? Maybe Anyhow. he's the one who reported it. So maybe, could be. So I, uh, oh, yeah. So I um, I put one post, which was basically, hey, my, my old page was hacked by some, and you know what? No dirty language, no, just very matter of fact, you know? And so I'm locked out of that and you know, can't find a way back in. So I'm following someone's advice, starting his new page. And, you know, if, if we were friends, so I feel like an old man who's got amnesia, you know, were we friends? Do I know you? If we were friends, you know, please reach out and I'll, I'm going to try to rebuild my friend database. Very straightforward stuff. Okay. Last night I tried to open it up. Boom. I've been blocked for 180 days by Facebook because I've, I've You're impersonating broken something. their community standards of which, yeah, trying to impersonate somebody, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can appeal it. And so the person who talked about, so I hit this appeal button and that's exactly what they do. You've got to take a, uh, like a little video of yourself and they're very upfront about this. They're going to use this for facial recognition and they're going to keep it for a year unless you hit the button that says, screw you. Um, you can keep it for 30 days, you know, and only for purposes of trying to prove my identity. So I did that, but I had to sit there and, and they're like, turn to the left, turn to the, it's like a mugshot. And so now I am awaiting my fate, um, from Facebook, whether they will decide, am I really me or am I somebody else hacking me 
but it's insane. It is insane. And honestly, to their detriment, because I, I've been thinking about this. If it wasn't for the connections I have with like old people from high school, you know, cause I've moved away and it's just, it's convenient to reach out. Now, I would not you're be saying they're old friends or they're just old people. They're old friends. Well, they're old people. <laughs> we're, we're all older, getting older. Right. But this is like our 40th anniversary. Uh, oh God. High school reunions coming up and they're planning it on, on messenger. Right. Of course. Cause that's what old people do. But honestly, <laughs> if it wasn't for that, we very quickly realized I don't need Facebook. I don't need to hear about so-and-so's kid graduated from high school or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think if somebody came up with a alternative where you can connect, just connect with old friends. And it was just a way of almost like a discord where we can just interact real time text and, or voice, you know, voiceover, uh, I wouldn't go back on Facebook. I don't see like 10 days of not having it. I really don't see the value. Yeah. I missed it for the first few days for the distraction, but in terms of a value to my life, it's pretty minimal really, you know? Well, I think it depends on you as a person. Cause some people, uh, you know, I know several people now I'm of a certain age where technology scares some people, but, um, <laughs> that are similar vintage. Uh, but, um, but there is um there is a a way to stay connected to friends and family and uh i mean if you have a small family it might not be an issue if they're close um if your friends are more in real life friends that you see on a regular basis and you communicate with them a different way um uh, yeah but uh but yeah for me it's important because it's an easy way to keep keep in contact with some of my family. Right. Um, plus Facebook's good at translation, which helps a lot. But you could, you could probably achieve that if somebody came up with a new app that was more focused on just keeping you like, what was it? Google had, they tried their thing, right? Cause a lot of what I get on Facebook is from people I don't know. Right. I get a lot more stuff from like, it's become, not what it was, I think, when it first started, right? Right. The idea of like, yeah, hey, you can connect with friends and family. And most of the people who are going to be in your thread are people you know. I see that value, right? But I really think about it. A lot of the stuff that I was getting was not of much value to me. Now, I, yeah, I'm hoping they approve my request to be I am me, right, for the reasons that we're talking about. But it was just sobering to realize, yeah, you know, I don't really miss it. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff here that's kind of garbage, which I can probably do without. Yeah, well, there's certainly a, a, something to that specifically. And well, and, and all these short form videos, which are kind of the. I have a real issue with short form videos because they take a while to produce, especially right. the good ones. And, uh, but they only last like 30 seconds yeah. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or less or two yeah. minutes or whatever. And, uh, the amount of effort that goes into something you just scroll by. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. Well, here's actually, this reminds me something else I learned 
probably on Facebook before this all went down the tube. And this, I found this absolutely horrifying. So there's a company in the United States. I can't remember what they're called. I'm going to say Tuber or something like that. Okay. But here's the deal. If they will provide you with a free, in quotation marks, smart TV. Okay. Okay. That is, you know, 4K and, and you know, the whole, and I guess if you're, you know, economically challenged, this would be very attractive. Here's the catch though. First of all, the thing monitors you constantly. It you, monitors you. It monitors you. So it's a two-way deal, right? You have to agree to a whole bunch of things, including making this your primary television. And you have to agree to watch TV a certain amount, number of hours a day. And there's a constant scroll of advertising. Okay. That, so that's what comes with it, right? And they're obviously monitoring all of your um, watching habits, right? But the thing is, that, yeah, there's like a sensor on it. And they are checking to make sure that there are four, at least a number of warm bodies in front of the television, the, the agreed upon number of hours a day. And I thought, if that isn't, slavery like if you dug up george orwell and told him hey look at what these guys are doing he'd be like holy crap man even i didn't think of that right that is wild <laughs> so you're basically exchanging whatever privacy freedom you have for we're getting a 4k tv unbelievable like we are so close to the brink of, of complete surrender, not all of us, right? But a certain percentage of the, of our society to the corporate, whatever, it's unbelievable. I thought it was a joke, but I looked into it. No, it's a real thing. This is the offer. Well, 20 years ago, unbelievable. 20 years ago, um, I went in with a bunch of friends and we purchased a retail clothing store uh, yeah, i remember Outdoor this clothing store um and i remember getting a good piece of wisdom from a guy named wilf brooks who's one of the owners from or he was uh from united cycle okay and he said uh it's the most expensive way to get things cheap to buy a store it's to buy a store so it's the same idea right like it's probably the most amount of work to get a free TV. Absolutely. Right? It's the same idea. Like, so one of the things with the store was we could buy stuff at wholesale costs, but uh, it was a really expensive way sure. to buy things cheap. Absolutely. Because, uh, yeah. But I, I just like, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, and all these idiots that are running around freedom. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're going like, send me one of those, 4K send me one of those 4, 4, free 4K, 4K, 4K TVs that allows me to, watch i guess you get a free subscription right that would be the idea like the whatever streaming service so you can't cancel on apple you cannot cancel and uh okay cancel send me back my tv i'm sure there's some caveat too that if you turn it off or break it then, then they send you a bill for you know an outrageous amount of money but i just thought imagine like talk about voluntarily what's well, like pink floyd man it's like that that the treadmill into the meat grinder, but people are just like doo -doo -doo, happily going along. Yep. <laughs> Unreal. Well, well, Unreal. Well, so, so, so today's topic 
is about here comes uh, the happy part of the show happy part of the show <laughs> is about uh, um influencer or youtuber or, or you know i wouldn't call them celebrity but uh they're more influencer like uh mm -hmm. fatigue so suppose you are suppose you you go and make a tiktok video or you go get um yeah or you're you do a youtube video and all of a sudden you're getting subscriptions and you're starting to get money coming in yep one of the real issues is like uh like where do you go with that right so mr beast i'm, I'm sure you've heard of mr beast mr beast i mean Love he's, mr beast he's found a way to kind of keep changing and there's the the guy who does the green screen yeah, he's killing him. his burger business though is he yeah apparently uh because it was kind of outsourced there's a real problem with quality control so he's saying that's it not going to do the uh the burger thing anymore but he's got another like candy or whatever uh that he's keeping going because i guess he's got more control over production values well mr so. beast is probably not even the greatest example but but you can see a lot of youtubers who they right. get popular for something right so like um, Pete McKinnon as a photographer. Right. And he's a brand ambassador for Canon and all sure. that stuff. And he's been doing that. But you can see as things have been developed, he's kind of getting tired of it. Yeah. I wonder right? how Markiplier's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look at it. And so there's, uh, so there's, there's people on like TikTok who are famous for something. Like uh, there's uh, Call Me Chris. Oh, I love her. She's yes, really funny. She really is. But what she really got famous for to start was these little skits that she did. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's, she's very pretty. She's Canadian. Yeah. She's a, yeah. She used to be a hairdresser uh, before she started all of this, like but, around COVID, right? But, but the, the question she got becomes some serious like, problems though. where do you go from this? Yeah. Like, where do you, where, like, so you, you get famous for, so there's, um, I don't know. Do you remember there was this girl and she would fake falling over? <laughs> no. You never seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't. So it, looked, it would look like uh -oh. she had, uh, she had like, you know, somebody spilled something and she'd fallen over. Okay. Like total wipeout in like mcdonald's and all different kinds of places like like i think her name is gina or something i'll find it and we'll post it yeah. in the in the facebook thing but uh so the the catch about it is that so that was what she became her her viral thing was these absolute they were staged of course okay they were absolutely staged Right. And she threw her body in a way that, you know, could easily injure herself. Sure. And she had no qualms about that. Right. So she kept doing that more and more and more to try and get more. Of course. More views. It never ends. And, yeah. And then she started doing sort of sexy, I don't know, sexy is the wrong word, but, uh, well, sexually explicit stuff. Oh, wonderful. For Because she's trying to regain... Yeah, that that magic from the influencer sure. stuff and the cash flow. Yeah, because some people can make some some good money. Well, at you, their peak, especially right? if you have a lot. But 
but yeah. um but i always think about this like um certain types of uh certain types of career i mean you see this with hockey players yep right they invest all their time and energy into hockey right um if they're successful and they actually make it to the nhl yeah um they're not going to play a lot of games i mean most of them don't play very many games no i can't it would be interesting to know what the average the average career duration is i'm gonna get if i had to guess i'd guess i would say eight years Oh, That's I don't know. I, oh, I think it's, I think it's way You less. think it's lower than that? Yeah. I think it's in like the NHL? two years. You think it's two years? Yeah. That seems low to me. You there are guys, a lot you, you of people that go like, through. Uh, Chris Chelios is pulling the curve to the right. Here it is. Um, uh, NFL is. Oh, NFL would be really short. 3.3 years. Yeah. But Major League Baseball is probably longer because you're not as prone to energy uh, to injury, right? Uh, I want NHL. Anyway, uh, one of the things I really notice when I review these things is that um, when I listen to the podcast, yeah, whenever one of us is staring at our device, there's <laughs> we like go these quiet. There's these, both of us end up going quiet. We're <laughs> fascinated. I'll just keep babbling while Marcus Marcus currently looking this up on an iPad. I believe it's an iPad. Is that a Generation Six iPad? It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a very robust rubber cover on it. <laughs> It is Perhaps probably. I'll get him to throw it across the room later, and we'll test it. Give the uh, results. Let's see, career. So I said eight. He. What do you say? Two. I bet you it's okay. like two. Two seems um, really short. Is it going to give me? It's not going to give me. It's got goals, career, blah 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 blah. blah. Oh well, I'm not going to find. Maybe it that's out. something they don't want people to know. Maybe Gary Bettman's like, don't tell people it's only two years. Half the people will stop pursuing the dream right yeah exactly because let's be honest let's say you sign i can't remember what the minimum salary in the nhl is now but it's it's reasonably high right it's got to be over half a million minimum salary so let's say you're uh, the one of minimum these... salary for an nhl player uh is uh about 750 okay. to eight hundred thousand dollars. so let's call it eight hundred thousand, right so imagine if it is two years that's 1.6 million dollars that you would get Okay, mm -hmm. which sounds like to most of us like big money, um, but you know your average professional is going to make more than that over five ten years, and if you've only got two years of play, man, that's not a lot of money in the bank. Assuming you even put most of that away, which you're not gonna, right? So what do you walk away with? Maybe half a million in savings if you're lucky. Man, you got a long road to go to suck on a half a million bucks. So it's like everything else. It's those few percentage that are the 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 lucky ones mm -hmm. and a whole whack of people who are, I wouldn't call them losers, but but certainly do not get the benefit of all of that time and effort, you know? Yeah, I mean I, I can I can find the yeah. I mean, if you love the thing, it's like anything else, right? If it's if it is a truly a a, a passion, then it kind of makes sense. I always think about Olympians, you know, who definitely don't have, for the most part, there's no built-in financial payoff, right? Who dedicate all those years to being like, I won a gold medal in fencing. It's like, wow, 
that is awesome. Right. Yeah. What kind of, uh, what kind of endorsement contracts are you getting? And we'd be like, well, uh, this uh, fencing foil company uh, is going to put me on their fencing foil. That's worth a couple hundred grand, maybe. Right. Yeah. All those hours. So I'm, I think for a lot of those people, it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a labor of love has to be right. Well, we saw, uh, so over the course of the weekend, um, my wife and I went to, to, well, with a bunch of our friends to see uh, beach volleyball. There was a, Oh yeah. Pro, you were mentioning that tournament. The ticketing was a little sketchy. Yeah. But you know what? The, the product was really good. Yeah. Like it was, it was an, yeah. a full FIVB, um, um, event. Yeah. Um, so obviously you eventually found out where, where it was happening. No, the thing, yeah. Oh yeah. And the, the thing about the, the team that won was a team from Portugal. So this is the first FIVB oh, wow. title that a Portuguese team has won since 1999. Right. So it's 24 years. Wow. Uh, and that's, these guys are 23 years old. That's creeping up on how long has it been since the Canadian team won the NHL, uh, the Stanley yeah. Cup territory. That's totally. Uh, actually, it's, it's not. Years. It's, it's longer than yeah. that. But the uh, the thing about it was you could look up how much their career earnings were for these guys. And they've yeah. been doing this for three or four years. They've made $15,000. Wow. Over. So it's a big commitment. Yeah. So the only way they can do this is if they've got some sort of sponsorship. For sure. Absolutely. Because yeah. 15 grand is just. Yeah. No, they won. It was it was a $10,000 purse. Yeah. But so let's get back to as you're looking up the, the data. Let's just oh, I'm bring not, it. I'm let's, not, not going to find it. Let's bring it back to your, your initial uh, thesis, which is so, okay, you've become, you know, you've struck lightning in the social media influencer or entertainer space. And it's like, well, yeah, exactly. How do you, what do you do with that? Right. And again, like what was her name? Sarah Cooper. I think she had a Netflix special. She, she became internet famous three, four years ago, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Wow. When uh, Trump was still president, you know, she was doing these sort of voiceovers would be Trump. And then she would like imitate him and do the funny faces. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she really took off. Yeah, right? yeah. And then I think I think she had a Netflix special, which I haven't watched. And now she's kind of disappeared off the radar because I'm gonna guess here, she probably wasn't as funny doing her own material. Yeah, exactly. As she was, you know, uh, imitating Trump, right? Well, and uh, going back to the NHL. Yeah. So the top. 25% played an average of 12 years and the bottom played an average of two. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm not far off. No. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. The, so there was the Trump, there was this Maria Dakotas who is, um, she did, um, what was the governor of New York? The guy that got thrown. Mario Cuomo. Mario Cuomo. Um, so she did the same kind of thing, except instead of Trump, she right. did Mario Cuomo. Yeah. There is no, a she, guy I like. A, she's a comedian and she yeah. actually is funny, independent, but it's yeah. the same thing. She kind of got, she captured a little bit of lightning in a bottle, right. kept trying to recreate it. Yeah. And it never really no. happened. So part of the thing is with these really shallow kind of viral meme things. Right. Um, if you get success, 
what do you do to recreate it? And and sometimes you chase it. So for me, for example, uh, now this is very small. So right. on Facebook, at the start of the pandemic, I started doing these. Um, I started. I, I was doing these latte f- art fails. Okay, do you remember this? Do, no, maybe you never saw it. So I um so I started making a nice a super nice cappuccino machine that does like. Like it's it's really nice professional mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. It's a rocket, mm. Chiota, and um, the um, but I not, not a sponsor. I did not really know what the <laughs> hell I was doing. Okay, and I would kept kept trying to make these little latte art things. Ah, uh, yes, flat white and the fig leaf. They kind of look uh, like shit. The fern. Well, so I would always so I started doing these latte art fails. Like, what do you think it is? Yeah, and I was doing it like every day, right? And I was just doing it for me, sure, because it was kind of fun, right? And then, but I was getting all these people started following me (laughs) and started going like, uh, I think it's a a lion. I think it's a tiger. I think it's a giraffe. You know, whatever. Society is so bored. So, well, during the pandemic, (laughs) everybody was cooped up in a house. And so I was doing something. And then, uh, (laughs) so I started looking up YouTube things and started trying to figure it out and actually started getting good at it. Yeah. So it got to the point where I wasn't failing anymore. That's right. I was going to say, the problem is you got, you got, I kind of you improve too much, and then I and well, so that's people, not funny. So I kept getting people saying, "When are you going to do the latte art fail?" And I'm going like, "Yeah, I don't really. Do I'm good that at it now. Nobody wants to see a, f- a fern that looks like a fern. It's a fern. Where's the funny? Well, and, and I got good at it enough okay. so that I can do hearts and I can sure. do trees and wow. I can do flowers and stuff. Like that. But I don't really want to. There you go. You can and become a barista. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be a barista. I don't um, want to be a pirate. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's what I think. Um, for what it's worth, it, it probably comes down to talent again. So there is a guy who does imitations on Facebook, on Facebook, on YouTube. His name is uh, JL. Well, I'd pronounce it Chauvin because I'm French Canadian, but I think he pronounces it Chauvin, right? And the guy is amazingly talented. Like he started doing Trump and the amount of speed, like something happens and he can respond, but he's a phenomenal, like he does not only Trump, he does Biden, he does Ted Cruz, he does Mitch McConnell. Like he does, he would do Mike Pence, Donald Trump Jr. And they are all phenomenal impersonations. Oh, okay. So he's a stand-up guy. Right. And he's been using this to promote his, his stand-up, stand-up right? right? He goes and he does, he plays, I think he's based out of New Jersey or something. So I guess he's getting quite a following in, you know, in the local circuit. And presumably if he keeps doing well, he will, you know, he'll break through, right? But he has talent. If it was just a one-trick pony where he's like, you know, I do something funny about Trump doesn't have any staying power. Right. Well, it's like the girl that falls down. So her name is Paige Ginn. Okay. Uh, Or I don't know how you pronounce that. G I N N. And, um, yeah, it's like, like you're just falling down. Like, yeah. So there's no, so there is a bit of talent and athleticism associated with, she's really young. Yeah. And how long will that last? Yeah. Like, like, so you get famous, you get, the looks and like and how do you monetize this and so he that's fascinating i think and again this is a failing of human 
kind. I think we all fall into this trap is that people don't recognize luck, um, a certain amount of timing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so to these people, it's like people who win the lottery, right? It's like, you know, do not think that you are going to be a genius and somehow maintain this, right? Like this is like lightning in a bottle, take the money, make the most of it put put it away but this is not you know maintain some kind of humility and and gratitude to the powers that be that say hey it is like winning the lottery like i just bumbling along and suddenly this thing takes off and wow look at this right it's kind of akin to being a one-hit wonder well cash in on that and well i think that there's realize this is going to be very short-lived so we talked about NHL players that, you know, they work all their lives and maybe yeah. average if they are succeed is going to be two years. For yeah. Most of them. Um, it, there are certain uh, professions that rely upon uh, a lot of physicality. Yes. Right. So if you are uh, a laborer, right? right. And your job is doing that and you, you know, you're happy doing that. You got to realize that as you get older, it's going to get harder and harder for yep. you to keep doing that. Absolutely. Because your body's going to start breaking down. And so one of the things, and so, I mean, that's kind of an extreme example. Now you can be a laborer for a lot of your life. And yeah, you can. You can you know, yeah. uh, retire doing that. If you're lucky. If yeah. you have make enough money, I guess. But the uh, but the reality is, is that some of these other things... They, yeah, it's like they capture lightning in the bottle and they keep yeah. wanting to recreate it. And if you don't have like a, a longer vision, uh, an end goal or something yep. you want to achieve associated with it, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Right. Um, kind of like my latte art fail. Right? Yeah, like it, it's, uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, I mean, it's trivial. I didn't have that many followers, but I had people following me for that specific. Right. And um but you see that with some of these people that caught some sort of lightning in a bottle related right. to TikTok, related sure. to music. You know, you see it with One Hit Wonders. Yeah. And you see it with, uh, like, um, I mean, Rick Astley. Rick Astley in the 80s. Um, you know, he got a big hit. Absolutely. And you can be Rick Rolled all you want. Yeah, that's right. And he's now made he's a bit doing, of a resurgence well, now. Well, he's resurgent now. As a nostalgia sort of deal. Yeah, and where still he still only has he, like two songs. Yeah, and then, he, well, now he's doing covers of other people's stuff. Of course. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Gotta make a buck. Yeah. Um, well, funny you mentioned that. Like, so some of the, like, maybe one of the, a couple of the best engineers that I ever knew yeah, yeah. were guys who had, it could have been women, but it just happened to be guys who had actually started in the trades and at some point had realized, you know, there's they a, didn't a, want to be pulling wrenches. Well, or there was a limited lifespan, right? Yeah. So they became, one was an engineering technologist, but the other was actually a PNG and phenomenal because, well, I don't know about you, but when I, when I did engineering, it was pretty theoretical stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But here was people who understood like intimately the both sides of that, right? They understood the math and the science, but they knew the practical reality of how things actually work and to be able to put those two things together, you know, phenomenal. And then a, a lot of our inspectors would have been ex-trade guys, right? right? Who again realized, hey, either I can't do it or I don't necessarily foresee being able to to do the physical stuff, you know, till I'm 
50 or even 60. Right. And so somewhere in their 40s, they uh, they kind of migrate either to project management or but some of them would, would find these jobs with engineering firms. And uh, the best inspectors were always tradespeople because, again, really practical and hands-on knowledge and you could just see something and go, yeah, that ain't right. right? Whereas a more of a technical engineer don't always have that skill or it takes longer to develop that that Better sort of understanding yeah visceral hands-on yeah, yeah some of these guys are great so i always had a tremendous amount of respect for people who actually knew how to build the stuff that we were designing because i didn't <laughs> well and i i think i mean and and i think it kind of goes down i mean that, those are kind of examples of people who kind of went down one path and realized they really wanted to do something yeah. slightly different and i guess what I'm getting at it with some of this stuff, especially if it's focused on more of a social media kind of bent, right. if you don't think about where you're going or have a plan to metamorphosize or to yeah. uh, monetize or to change or whatever, you're going to run out of steam because it's going to look the same in three years. Absolutely. And if you don't change, nobody's going to watch well, you. How many people have a plan in our society today? How many people who are attracted by, again, it's a societal thing, right? What is the messaging? Be famous, right? Somehow, I don't know if it's because we have, we live disconnected, empty lives, right? Part of it's the money, but part of it is the, suddenly you, you're popular, you know, people are, are sending you all these messages and it's insane. Well, it's the, really insane. So my, uh, my son follows this, uh, and, and my wife does as well, this Twitch streamer. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll again, I'll put the link in uh, right. the Facebook page, but, um, so he's a Twitch streamer. And so the Twitch streamers, they're, um, their revenue is based upon the number of people that watch them stream. Right. And he was making a comment exhausting. about... exhausting. Well, it, yeah, it's exhausting because you have to do it on a very frequent, regular basis. Yep. And he was commenting how... I think he has like 25,000 people that will follow him <laughs> on a Twitch stream. And he took a week off or two weeks off like a holiday went traveling and came back and now his subscriber base has been reduced by about 8,000, which oh, has a huge monetary of course. hit Absolutely. on his, uh, his revenue. So yeah. like that was a very expensive, uh, holiday. But what but kind of, how you can know, you, but what kind you, of life what is kind that? Of life are you going to exactly. have? Like, th this is the right? same. This is kind of like it's a you treadmill. get on these treadmills yeah. and you can't get off and you have no end goal, right? You're not That's really right. going anywhere. It's funny. I remember years ago hearing about, I can't remember where, but there was this discussion about fame and it may have changed, but back in the day in fame in Europe versus fame in North America, okay. this was around actors and whatnot. Right. And they're saying in Europe, if you were in a, a, a phenomenal movie, or whatever it might be, right? 25 years ago. It was the only movie you were in, but it was this phenomenal role. You would remain famous, like, to a degree, right? Maybe right. not a superstar, but there was this recognition of this, this thing that you had accomplished, and you would remain respected. And Whereas in North America, didn't matter how big a star you were, it's always like, but what have you done lately, right? right? Exactly. And it's this treadmill of 
you want to stay famous and and not only necessarily financially but even just in terms of that 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 rush of recognition and respect right because i think people get addicted to that too and north america is all about sorry but you're like an old can of beans man right yeah, you had a huge hit, but then you had two crappy movies. Like you're garbage. Like, like ask Mike Myers. Oh yeah, there's a guy who you know. The love I'm sure guru. he can walk into a grocery store these days, and people will be like, right? But yet he created some brilliant characters. He's a very talented guy, right? But you lose that shiny new. Oh man, you know what have you done for me lately? Well, you see it with uh, musicians. I mean, mm. musician music is to a large extent, a young person's kind of, you know, profession, at least, you know, popular music. Yep. Um, because you can be quite the artist and quite skilled. Yep. And, um, but, you know, all, the the young people don't want to listen to you because you're old. And the old people only want to listen to your old stuff, not your new stuff. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean. Um, yep. People fall into that. Well, I'm trapped. quite a big fan of Dave Matthews. And in fact, I'm going to go see him okay. at the end of end of August, beginning of September. And um, he just released a new album. And um, I quite like the album. But man, there's people who, I've been a fan for 20 years. What kind of crap is this? I'm going like, man, you know, like that's right. harsh, right? Like if you're an artist and you're trying to create something, you 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 put blood and sweat into right. the effort. Sure. You, you ex, then you expose it to, yep. for the world to see. And then people just absolutely trash it. Yeah. Well, I remember that, you know, happened to you too, when they, they released, uh, uh, rattle and hum. Yeah. Right. Cause I that remember, was quite a departure. departure. And this is nothing new. You know, you remember Ricky Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. So Ricky Nelson, you know, from uh, uh, Ozzy and Harriet That's and, a, and right. And then he, he became, was, yeah, that was a yeah, long time. He became a, a, a pop star in like the late fifties and sixties. Well, in 1973, he did a benefit, some kind of concert. Yep, yeah. And, uh, you know, he'd kind of moved on. He was probably in his thirties and, and he got booed right off the stage. It was one of these sort of revival, like multi artists kind of things. Right. And he, he had some new material, right? And he got booed off. So he actually wrote a song called Garden Party. I think that's what they called it, right? And that, and that's what the lyrics are about. You know, went to a garden party and, you know, but I didn't look the same, right? And then he has like, if all I was going to play is these oldies, I'd rather drive a truck, right? So it, you know, and basically you can't please everybody. You got to please yourself. So that goes back 40 years, that phenomenon of a superstar attempting to basically develop and grow and say hey and people going like you know wait mary sue and he's like yeah we don't play that shit anymore like that's 20 years ago man right we've moved on boo well, i guess it's a bit like right. uh i mean i mean it's like the happened whole, to bobby darren too what, before you, he died when you think about the the whole concept of jumping the shark yeah i mean what is the what is jumping the shark refer to i mean if you're old enough and if you look it up or you Google jumping the shark, jumping the shark is a reference to a TV show. Right. Happy days. That was super popular. Right. For a period of time. Sure. Great uh, show. With Fonzie and um, what's Richie, uh, Richie Cunningham. Whatever happened to Chuck? <laughs> Charles. 
wasn't it Charles? Chuck? No, it was Chuck, the older brother. Yeah, yeah. In the oh, pilot. Right, right, right. He went upstairs with his basketball and he was never seen or heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of these internet things. What happened to Chuck? Yeah. Well, so so the, the whole thing, uh the whole thing with with um, Happy Days is is it was going through a series and then it started to lose viewers. It was yeah, not doing well. Absolutely. So what happened is they had a stunt where Fonzie yeah, did uh, was he like on his motorcycle? Was, no, no, he was, was water skiing. Water skiing, <laughs> and he jumped a shark wearing and his it, leather jacket. And it was this, uh, wearing his leather jacket because he, yeah, you know the the Fonz, That's right. It was super cool, and so that was seen as a pivotal moment when that series was over. It was over, and yeah. uh, they right. had lost their mojo. But They'd it's an attempt to hang on to you do anything past glory, yeah, right, as opposed to evolving yeah you know people i think secretly want evolution well and you see right? that with uh like tom cruise tom cruise has evolved he really he has. has really evolved he used to do like uh comedies he used to do dramas now he just does action films he does sure. them very well yep but he, and he's super secret right you yep like uh, apparently um if you go back far enough the there were some interviews where he, like i think he was in oprah oprah winfrey's and he did the jumping oh on god the, on the couch yes. and so he had a few of these faux <laughs> I think pas. he learned say nothing so since then yeah you can't find anything about tom cruise right like nobody knows where he lives yeah there is a rumor so this was one of the other things I guess I learned in the last week. There was a rumor that he lives in a place called Biggin Hill in, um, in, uh, in England. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But nobody can confirm it. He can nobody live wherever, knows for sure. He can sure. live wherever the hell he wants. So really. some of the people in Biggin Hill, uh, I think it's called Biggin Hill, is, uh, uh, are sure that he lives there. Like they're very confident. Right. Uh, and then they know which house or they think they know which house, but uh, no reporter has ever been able to confirm that they, you don't get a response from right. Tom Cruise. Did you know he has a brother who is also an actor? I think I did. Who who, who uh, acts under their, their actual name, which is Mapother. Oh, really? Yeah. And he kind of looks a bit like he's older. So Jesus, how old would he be? I think he's older. Um, well, Tom Cruise is uh, so he was just 61? in 61. Yeah. So his older brother was in Justified. I was just watching an episode. Now that show is 10 years old now anyways, but an episode or two where it's Tom Cruise's brother. He's playing like a, a pimp. So he, like he's not. He's a journeyman. Journeyman. I remember actor. him being an episode of uh, CSI years ago. And but uh, but yeah, his brother is uh, one of these journeyman actors who just plays character roles here and there and you know not not a bad actor pretty pretty talented in the roles that he plays but oh we should uh we should move on okay. uh, um so what have you been watching for media oh what have i been watching justified okay and a lot of youtube stuff and i'm waiting on star trek because my wife hasn't caught up so i've been holding off to watch the episode which i'm really looking forward to star trek strange anywhere and, it is uh, quite the episode yeah. and then the previous one charades was good as well when uh, with Spock becoming uh, temporarily human, but it's very this this one with uh, it's got a crossover from yeah, Lower yeah, yeah. Decks, I've, which you think like how are they going to cross over an animated series into right? It's done well. Okay, and it's, I'm uh, very excited. It's really funny yeah. because yeah, because they're from like from the future. 
They're from like the future. 200 years or yeah. something. And they, they so... do a great job of fixing a whole bunch of timelines. Oh, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to have to um, talk, to, talk Paul into watching it. And right. then the last episode of, of Secret Invasion, which I am quite enjoying. A lot of people I enjoy are it, but I don't, know, it I don't know where it's going. It because seems of a little... the scale. Yeah. It's... So there's one guy I watch uh, on Screen Crush, and he makes a point. The comic book part was massive, right? Okay. Like all of the Avengers, all of the superheroes were all kind of folded into that storyline. It was, I don't know, like a multi-episode comic book. Like it may have lasted a whole year, right? And he's filing that this is very small. It's very small. But they've taken like the core of the story and adapted it. And I think, you know, anytime Tom, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is bringing it, and I really feel like, and then Ben Mendelsohn, you know, these are these are top flight actors who are basically doing a TV show. I'm like, I'm there for it. Now, Ben Mendelsohn, he's the Talos. Talos. Yeah. He's dead now. He's dead now. Well, we think (laughs) pretty sure they burned his body. That's okay, right. He's they did, dead. They did burn his yeah. body. Spoiler so alert. You, usually if you see <laughs> in a superhero movie if they if you if they're actually But there's a big guess that Maria Hill is not dead, that yeah. she's gonna be back. Maybe she was a scroll. She becomes no, no, they're thinking uh because historically she's the head of Shield right. when Nick uh finally retires and or dies. So uh and she's been such a popular character. Now Rhodey the hell's gonna have like where's the real roadie how long has he been a scroll uh, these are all big questions so hopefully they'll they'll close out some of that and where's it going it's setting up a bunch of phase six stuff mm. right uh the marvels so we know nick survives because he's in the trailer, in the trailer, for, trailer the marvels, for the marvels right yeah. unless the timelines might be screwed up different who knows right but uh um, so I've also been watching Strange New Worlds, really enjoying it. Like uh, every episode, I'm just like, this is amazing. How are they going to top it? Now, I'm a little concerned. I don't like musicals. And next yeah, week's episode is a musical. So a bit different. I, I don't know why that's going to happen. But like last season when they had that whole weird, um, the doctor was like the king. And, oh, right, right. And Pike was some weird functionary. Yeah. Right, that was well done because they're very talented actors. Well, it's a so, it's clearly a very well written yeah. Show. So I don't know, maybe maybe they'll pull it off. So I've been listening to an audiobook. I'm just finishing the ninth book of the Expanse. Ah, uh, this will be it. This is the, <laughs> this is supposedly the last one, I guess. Are they we'll doing see. another one? I don't know. The authors. We'll see. Um, uh, Jumping again, the Shark I've Tank. Been, no, no, it's really good. It's but yeah, it goes I'm saying if, if they got talked into doing another one, it might be like yeah, it's all about the rise of the Laconian Empire. So it's super interesting. It's which is really different from the rest of the Expanse. Um, and then uh, Secret Invasion, I've been watching, and I've also watched the second episode of Foundation, which makes makes way more sense than the first episode. Did. Ah, it sort of tied in a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. So it's uh, it's. It's it, that is an interesting and bizarre show. You know, another thing I've been watching, and, and this is a shout out for my wife because she loved this. It's on Crave. It's a show called Our Flag Means Death. You heard of this? No. It's a Taika Taika Taiki, Taika Taika Watiti show, and it is he hasn't he hasn't. I've only watched the first two episodes. He he shows up later, but it's about pirates. Okay. And it would be what would be akin to. Think about Black, think of Black Adder. Oh, right. Right? So it's very similar to Black Adder in that it's a historical piece, but the characters are just wacky. 
right? Yeah, but, but wacky in, in a really kind of well-written sort of intelligent well, that's, that's way. That's totally Black Adder. Yeah. There were different, different, uh, they were set, the same actors, but set in different time periods. Yes. Right. So this is, it's set in like the 1700s and a pirate ship and a guy who is basically a failed kind of foppish, you know, uh, guy who's always had everything decides to leave his family and all that and become a pirate. And is like really bad at it, at least at, at first and, and the crew and it's very, very funny. So mm-hmm. our flag means death. Yeah. Hilarious. Super cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's wrap it up for this week. Yeah, man. We'll see you next week. Nope. I'm away next week. Oh, we're okay. in BC. Uh, we're going to head smashed in Buffalo jump. Okay. We're going to Fort McLeod and we're going to go see, Fort Steele and visit my mother-in-law. Okay. There was fires. There was fires about 12 minutes from her house. Oh, wow. At the beginning of last week. So my wife was completely freaked out. So we might miss a week. We might miss a week. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well. Maybe we can do a remote. You can record it now. I'll just call in. (laughs) I'm phoning from the center of BC. Everything is on fire. mail it in. Everything is on fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you soon. See ya.